0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Prep Life podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Inger. And today I have the special privilege of interviewing Sandy Williamson. Sandy, welcome to the show. You can go ahead and unmute.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Yes. And so can you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of what you do, for those listeners that don't know you, which I'm sure there are not many.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, obviously now I'm retired from nursing, but, um, you know, I got involved in the sport back in 1980. I went to see a first bodybuilding show, had no idea. It was the first Miss Olympia, just happened to be, that was a show my ex-husband took me to see. And I fell in love when I saw the Rachel McLeish's, you know, and, and you know, all those women that competed in the beginning, the Corey Eversons and stuff, That that's what made me, you know, fall in love with the sport started lifting weights and, you know, competed for a few years. Um, don't have, I didn't have this because again, bodybuilding was the only thing we had back then. And I just didn't, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have the structure for bodybuilding. And so I started to judge locally, which is actually what told me, I didn't have the, body, but the structure for bodybuilding and I just fell in love with judging. And so I started to judge at that time. It was only a women's organization. It was the AFWB, the American Federation of Women's Bodybuilding and the NPC was men. And then they joined forces in '84, and I was already judging, you know, for the AFWB. So then I got obviously grandfathered into the NPC, and I started judging. You know, I think I judged my first national show in 1984, and then um, just again a little bit of history so people, you know, realize where the sport came from. Candy Senses was the first NPC women's chairperson, and unfortunately, she uh, got cancer at a very early age. Mae Malika took over for a year or two, but then she actually moved with her significant other outside the country. And then in 87, I took over and I was gonna help for a couple months and that turned into a lot of years.
0: Yes, and so you were the women's head chair since 87. Is- okay, wow. Okay, so what is your why for judging? What is my what? What, what would you consider your why? your why behind it?
1: You know, Well, what? when I first started, because obviously, you know, anybody that competes or does any kind of sports, you know, event, I mean, you're a competitor. So when I first started judging, I was going to all these contests, and I didn't know anything about bodybuilding, the sport, nothing, but they asked me to go judge here or go judge there. And it was always at that time, when you got done judging, they would send us our accuracies. And so I'm a I'm a book person. I'm a test taker. Um, And so that was, you know, it was always kind of like, could I do well from a judging standpoint, no matter who I judged with. And that part, you know, but as the years went on, it's the the athletes. I love, uh, you know, meeting the athletes, talking to the athletes always amazes me what, you know, and again, obviously, I'm a little partial to the women here, but it really doesn't It always amazes me what our athletes do in their day-to-day life with owning businesses, you know, being full, you know, housewives, being mothers, you know, coaching their, you know, their children's, uh, you know, uh, sports events and stuff. And then they still find time to get on our stage.
0: That's awesome. And I know you bodybuilding kind of did a lot for you personally. Um, can you share a little bit about what bodybuilding has meant to you?
1: I'm going to get, I'm gonna get uh, emotional, but yeah, no, absolutely. I'm again, sorry. everybody listening to this is probably wasn't even born at the time, but when you grew up in my, you know, during my, my era, when you were teenagers and stuff, everything was about models, you know, six foot women, you know, 110 pounds. And I grew up 250 pounds. I was huge. And, you know, um, again, we just didn't have the knowledge that we have, you know, that we have now. So, Um, When I got to nursing school, I started to lose weight. And I was down to, um, I'm five foot, at the time I was five foot seven. Now I'm about an inch shorter. But at five foot seven, I was 72 pounds. I had question core for people that don't know about it. It's what you see with little kids in Biafra with the, you know, the big bellies. Because for two years, I ate pickles, diet soda, ketchup, and carrots. And so, you know, question core comes from not having enough protein in your body. So obviously that's where I was um, at that time here in Carpenter. Uh, was a, uh, they were her and her husband were a singing group. She actually passed away because she got so thin. And I think it was really because of her that the medical field started looking into seeing a lot of young women, you know, going in that direction because when they actually thought I had leukemia because I was so thin. Um, and then I, again, Things happened for a reason. I looked out the hospital that I trained at, uh, one of the internal medicine was a female. She had just come back from a seminar in Philadelphia because you know, I'm from back East, I'm from Philly, well, outside Philly, uh, but she had heard, they had just started talking about uh, anorexia, this syndrome that they were seeing, you know, in young women. And when, um, again, you know, obviously potassium, too high, too low can kill you. And when Karen Carpenter died, her potassium level, from what you saw in the paper, Was 2.1. Mine at the time was 1.9. I could have easily passed away. But it was, you know, get into bodybuilding in our sport. You learn nutrition. That's the biggest thing. I mean, putting muscle on for women is the best thing ever. And also nutrition, you know, because like I said, we grew up like, don't eat breakfast, don't eat lunch. If you could make it to dinner, that was awesome. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, and even in nursing school, you don't learn about nutrition. And it was really the sport that got me to learn. Thank you
0: so much for sharing.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't been that emotional well, about this in a long time, about everything else, yes. Uh, but no, but it did. When I say that it saved my life, it did. And that's the thing is I talked to so many other women, again, from different reasons, but it the sport gives them that, you know, I don't know, that positive at you know, aspect of their life that they can focus. Feel- focus on that and help them overcome, you know, whatever they're going to. So, yeah.
0: You're just an amazing woman. I thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that story. I know that it, it helps. I will people. tell you, I will
1: never watch, no offense, Amy, I will never watch this, but go ahead. <laughs> so sorry. I don't, I've I I never watched a podcast with myself on it. I've never listened, but if I'm, if I'm worried about how I sound, I get my husband to listen to it. <laughs> Well, I I, I can't, you know what I mean? But that's why I said, when I say I love this, what I do. Um, But it's changed, like I said, it's changed over the years. You know, at first it was health and getting myself better. And now, like I said, it just amazes me what so many women do to get on that stage. And I think my biggest thing is I I hate that women are so critical of themselves. You know, because again, everybody that enters a show wants to be first, but you can't be but you have to put it in perspective with what you individually have accomplished. Like if you started somewhere and you're better today, then you're in a winner. And I, I don't want to mean, I don't want to say that, Oh, everybody deserves a trophy and that, you know, but you're, you're improving yourself. And that's what, to me, that's what the sport is about.
0: Absolutely. It's just beating yourself from the yes. last time you were that, on stage. That's the only person Being you're really, version.
1: yeah. That's the only person that you're really competing against is yourself. What would you say your favorite part of
0: judging and is then right now?
1: Um, I mean, my 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 my, my still my biggest thing is I love because I judge with so many you know different people. Um, you know I've gone from you know Jim and Steve all the time, and and Jim's wife Debbie, um, who is an amazing I will tell you amazing judge. Um, and you know now I have the whole. Next, well, really two generations down the road, you know, with Tyler and Ethel and stuff. And it's just, I mean, it really is, it's the people that really the people that I, I travel with, that I judge with. Um, But I also, I love staying after the shows. And again, that's just a personal thing on me, because I do like, I always like finding out, you know, wh- what women do, you know, or what our, our athletes do, because we have, again, I don't want to just say women, because we have so many men that are fathers and have full-time jobs. And, you know, again, as they get older, because our masters divisions obviously is growing the most. You know, they sometimes some most of them are 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 either helping or taking care of their parents and stuff. And yet the same thing. They still get on stage and, you know, are amazing role model role models to everyone around them. But I like, I think the best part probably is after the show. I love, you know, staying around and talking to the athletes. And it keeps me younger. So yep.
0: (laughs) What is your least favorite part about judging or what would you say is your most challenging? part of your job
1: putting people second to 16th and under (laughs) (laughs) well expect you know and especially at you know at the national shows and at the olympian stuff when you have the most amazing physiques and you're trying to decide you know because you know every one of the placement whether it's you know the 10th place, the first place, you know, I have girls that I've shown, you know, that, you know, like they were right, you know, again, at the Olympian that the Arnold's and stuff where you have that, well, in nationals, we have the 16 and under thing. And you're like, no, but you just missed, you know, that 15th place, just being 15th to them would have meant the world.
0: You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
1: So yeah. that's always, to me, that's the hardest, especially because you do, you get to know athletes along. you know, along the way and stuff and you interact with them. And, you know, it's, you know, when you, you know, when you, know they're not going to do as well as they you know as they really want to it's hard it really is and i think that's why from the judging standpoint we take sometimes so much time to you know what i mean to evaluate everything because we really do especially at the top where you're going to be an olympia winner or you're going to you know win your qualification note a regional pro show to to go to the olympia um even just when we went through the applicants for the masters olympia this year and you know what i mean and not everybody could get invited. That I think that's the kind of stuff because you know again, what everybody puts into it. So will you be judging the Masters Olympia? No, I won't. I was already promised to another show. And that's one thing that I I I try not to do. They no don't get wrong, they did ask me and I I would have loved to, but once I commit to a promoter and then they put me out there and stuff, you know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. always said that I, you know, I I I won't, you know, I I won't, you know, walk away from that. Okay. Yeah. That'll be such a neat thing to oh, have this God, year yeah. as a I'm master's hoping, competitor. I, I already told, yeah. I mean, if i not get invited next year, I already told Wings of Strength, I'd be more, you know, I would be more than happy to do it next, you know, to next year.
0: Awesome. So speaking of the Olympia this year, we had our biggest, or I guess it was last year, um, but it was the biggest ever. What was that like compared to other Olympias judging that?
1: <laughs> well, when you talked about like, what's the hardest that was it. I mean, you had athletes that had won multiple shows, and when you have you know fifty some, you know I think we were at, we're at sixty in like Men's Physique and Bikini. There's a lot of people that are going to be in that sixteenth and under, and yeah. you start looking, you know, you start looking, and you're going, oh my god, I think I missed somebody, you know what I mean, and stuff, and then you go, but then who do I take out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. The quality was so good, so I think that you know, but also too is is as as large as it was. The best thing is though it was. So awesome to see that so many athletes got their dream to come through, just, you know, to step on this Olympia stage.
0: Absolutely. So as far as the, um, like the new system, so it used to be for our listeners that maybe don't know, it used to be the, the top three in points. And if you, or if you won a pro show, but this year they took out the points. Is that correct?
1: Yes, they did. And I think okay. part of it was, you know, so that the Olympia isn't quite as big. Cause again, you have to remember that there is a promoter behind the Olympia and mm-hmm. part of the Olympia's responsibility is to pay all the travel expenses, you know what I mean? For the athletes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And well, and what's making it hard, not uh, harder in one res- in that respect, but also awesome because now we have so many international athletes, you know what I mean? That are part of our, our organization. Mm-hmm. And you know but again that increases also too the overall expensive they're nice. trying to limit it a little bit and mm-hmm. you know what i mean so but again i will be honest you know i know you know they're trying to play with what's going to work the best so will it be the same next year it'll it'll depend they'll evaluate you know what i mean how did this year go how did that work maybe we need to you know to do something else you know so you know those changes were you know obviously for this year and you know once they see how it works out they'll you know they'll go from there
0: did they decide to go, uh, so there was one year that it was just only points, correct? Is that right? I
1: think so, yes. Sometimes I forget Amy after all <laughs> the years, but no, I do. I think one one time it was the top five and then the rest was you know from the previous Olympia and then the points, you know what I mean? Um, but then what happened is, because again, you also have to look from the organization standpoint, they also have a lot of promoters. And so when we were doing the top five, we're automatically qualified, well, then a lot of those athletes, those top athletes never competed again during the year. And, you know what I mean? So it was, you know, that, so like they went to, you know, not only the winner, just so that, you know, that some of the top athletes do have to compete, you know what I mean? Which then helps the promoters, you know, mm-hmm. too, um, you know, because from an organization standpoint, you have two customers. You have your promoters that are, you know, promoting the shows and then your athletes, you know, so you try to make a balance between, you know, making both of them happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, What's it like comparably to judging IFBB athletes uh, versus MPC? What are some differences as a judge um, that you experience? And then just kind of, can you compare and contrast those two organizations for our listeners too, and just how that is different for you? Sure. Uh,
1: To be honest with you, I mean, there's really not much difference because I know this is, you know, again, and I always tell people go to seminars or like, listen to something like this, because the rumors and the false rumors that get started, I don't want to make rumors from like the gossip thing, but just rumors about how things are done. It, it's amazing how it, it transfers. I mean, changes just a little bit from one person to the next. And when I hear it at the end, it's like, not even close to what you know <laughs> takes place. Because one thing is, I will tell you the standard of what we're looking for at the amateur level is the same as what we're looking for the Olympia state thing. When I have new judges sometimes and you go to a, a show and you have, I don't care if it's men's physique, whatever it is, you know, bikini and somebody will say, or this happened at the USA about four or five years ago, one of the girls in women's physique walked out with a class and some of my judges were like, oh, she looks bodybuilder. It's like she belongs in bodybuilding. And I looked at her them and I said at the time, um, I forget who, now I forget who the Olympia standard, what who the Olympia standard was at the time. But I just said, is she bigger than your Olympia winner? And they all went, well, no. Then she's not too big for women's physique. But sometimes I think when you go to regional shows, you get an athlete that is, you know, is just all it's of it, pure. you know, is just got a great physique and it overpowers everybody else. And, you know, ju- new judges have a tendency to go, Oh my God, that belongs into the next division. You know what I mean? Or, you know, uh-huh. and it's like, no, no, no. You're still comparing them in your, you know, the size, like size conditioning to your Olympia standard. Cause that's when really, mm-hmm. I, you know, when people say to me, what are you looking for? I'm like, go to the top five at the Olympia. You know what I mean? Go to the top five at the Arnold's. You don't want to be, you don't want to be bigger than, you don't need to be bigger than Sid. You don't need to be harder than Sid. You don't need to be bigger than Andrea Shaw. You don't need to be harder than Andrea Shaw for that division you know what i mean and so yeah. we're looking for the the same thing you know and again i think sometimes at the regional level it's a little bit harder because you don't get the quality the depth you know in a show you know mm-hmm. you get it. and again don't get me wrong you, we've gotten a lot of true novice lately that have gone from their first show to the nationals and then to the pro stage but again those are obviously those are our our you know our athletes that are coming from an athletic background and stuff so i think sometimes it's harder when you don't have you know you're judging a lot of athletes that maybe have like what do i say more a little bit developed body parts here but they don't have it here and where do i as a judge where do i put my priority is the you know the regional athlete is he better just because he's bigger or is the one that doesn't have a lot of muscle but he's more conditioned so i think that sometimes you know at a regional level Is a little bit harder for judges. I always say it's much it's it's much easier to judge the Olympia or the the nationals because you have you know amazing physiques, a lot of them, and you don't have to decide so much between what you're gonna you know give more priority to.
0: Yeah, because they've already met the standard as a pro, and they're and
1: they're and they're usually balance you know development balance wise. You know what I mean? Uh Again, you know what I mean. So you're not going between like, you know, this guy has real good arms or this guy has real good legs, which, uh, you know what I mean? Because they're still not, their body's still not fully developed. So in terms of feedback,
0: I mean, sometimes with pros, it, I just don't know how judges decided. <laughs> so, I mean, they're so good, you know, does it come down to sometimes the hair or the makeup or the tan, just little yeah. tiny things? <laughs>
1: Well, I want to say because it, it can a little bit, depending on how close it is, um, because those kind of things can give you a, a can give you a place. I've seen it happen at the Olympia a long time ago. Um, and actually, the girl that ended up in second came to me and she said, oh, my God, Sandy, I don't want to ask, you know what I did my hair like this. I have no idea. But she said, I hated it. And it's not that the hair, but it was she hated it. So that affected how she came across on stage.
0: Yeah, so that it factor, she just didn't have the confidence. Yeah, because she,
1: yes, she lacked the confidence in herself because she knew she didn't like, you know what I mean? And like I said, sometimes to judges, we're not going to notice that as as much, but we notice the change in your demeanor and how you, you know, that confidence on stage. So like I said, nobody's, I don't, you're not going to lose the show because of hair makeup. Now, well, you know what? Makeup is another big thing. I don't think hair plays as much because we have, you know, women, with shaved heads now, they're getting, you know, I mean, that has nothing to do with it. But I think makeup, especially for the new pros coming in, because I mean, the new athletes coming in, because I don't, unless you're, you know, around this type of setting where you have to deal with the lighting, you know what I mean? And that type of stuff, you don't realize what your makeup needs to look like, how much that you want to blend that face into the tan and stuff, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so that is one big thing that I always tell, you know, new athletes, both men and, and women, like, have somebody look and help you with that you know what I mean because a lot of my pros after a couple years they do their own you know what I mean Uh but by that time they learn they learn from the makeup artist, you know what I mean that they you know they've gone to and again just by repetition getting on stage they realize how much the lighting can change and that type of thing so that I do tell athletes I think is a you know is a big you know is a big deal all that little stuff Um, but usually to be honest with you at the Olympia it comes down to the physique and presentation that I think is the biggest deciding factor these days is how and pros make just as many mistakes sometimes as the amateurs and you just think oh my god how can you do that at that level but it does how you present your body because the overall quality of our athletes is so you know is so amazing now how you present yourself can make yourself look that little bit better a little bit weaker. And judges have, even though, even if we know in our hearts that your physique is a little bit better, if you're not presenting it, I, I, you know what I mean? You have to judge what you see on stage.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I have some questions. I, I kind of put it out there to our listeners. So they had some questions for you from athletes. Um, if you don't mind me going over some of those. Absolutely. So the first one is being a judge. How have you seen the world of bodybuilding change and evolve, especially for women in the sport, uh, in particular
1: bikini? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I mean, first of all, just the whole change in the sport, you know, now we have division, we only had bodybuilding up until the late nine, you know, until 1995, 95 is when they first, we did our first fitness show. And okay. then I think it was early 2001, probably you need JM for this. I'm going to be off on probably on the news, but early 2000, like 2001, 2002, we had a figure. So okay. that's one of the things that I do like, you know, especially obviously with Jim Mannion is he listens to other people. He listens to, you know, what, because, uh, again, the people around him are the ones that deal with the athletes and stuff. And so you hear what the athletes, you know, what they're saying and what they want to see and what they want to change and stuff. And he's always been one to listen to that, you know, to the feedback or the, you know, stuff that he gets. And so adding all these divisions has made it, you know, a little bit for everybody. You know, whether you're just starting out and you're going to go in bikini, you know, if you're, you know, like Sid, Sid Kate, We have a lot of athletes that come from track and field and they're more the figure. Type athletes, You know what I mean? And stuff. And then again, even if you're young and you start lifting, you're going to, you know, most people are going to put on size. So then if you outgrow figure now, you have another division you have. So that's one of the biggest changes I've seen is all the divisions that, you know, get added in and don't get wrong. Yes. in, In particular, obviously bikini has changed, but all our divisions have changed. It evolves with time. And, you know, if the NPC would have stayed just bodybuilding, you and I wouldn't have been talking. So, yeah. you know what I mean? A, an organization has to change with time. It has to change with one uh, you know, generation to the next generation has different ideas of what their priorities are. And, you know, so I think that's one of the things that the NPC has done well. It's really kind of changed as, as this, you know, as the, um, you know, a, as the generations have changed and what society wants to look, you know, what they want to see, what they want to look like and stuff. And so, you know, now we have a little bit for everybody.
0: I'm just curious. This is my own question, but what would you pick for your category now? You know, if oh we, my
1: god, if we oh have god.
0: everything available, when you only had bodybuilding, what would you pick now? As your oh, division? I would,
1: I would. At that time, I would have had a pick bikini. I came from, like I said, I came from being okay. 72. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I mean, I you know, and I to be honest with you, I wouldn't have had the physique for that either because you still, you no know, matter except for wellness. Well, no, because I could never put the size on for wellness. Um, but for all the other divisions you have to have a balance you have to, you know what I mean now again I was in my 20s so obviously I would have you know I would have had to work and stuff but again from coming from where I was I had a hard time letting myself gain weight and you know what I mean and you Mm -hmm. do you have to you again one thing I think sometimes athletes though do make a mistake is you don't need to go up 30 40 pounds when you get done with the show and I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think it's going to happen a lot to those first time athletes when they come off, you know, prep. And if they don't know how to transition, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff that you do. Um, but again, you still have to be able to, you, you know, from a, at least from a female standpoint, you do have to let yourself know that you are going to gain, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds, because you do want to put some size on, you do have to take the time to grow. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, so Um, Yeah, I would have picked probably bikini, but I think that still would have been hard for me. I'm much better behind the stage. I mean, behind the table. I love it there. Okay, all right. Uh,
0: The next question is, how often do judges disagree when they are placing competitors? Is it more prevalent (laughs) in the pro league than the MPC?
1: A lot. And again, but it's funny because I when I do seminars, I get this all the time. I get the East Coast, West Coast thing comes up every seminar I do. And okay. it was funny because this is obviously, and I've said this now in multiple seminars, but it's it's the honest to God truth. Right before COVID, I did the, I think it was the 2019, I did the Tampa Pro. And Steve, what what happens at every show, whether you're doing an amateur show or you're doing a pro show, okay? When the athletes are on stage, when we're doing, if, we, if it's a bigger show and we're doing the groups first, okay? Judges are looking at who they think stand out. And, you know, however, every judge does a little bit different. But, you know, I put little marks on my paper. I rank people, you know, A to F if it's a big group, you know, A to whatever. And so but then all the judges pass by the time the athletes are done with their individuals, all the judges pass in who they think is their top five or six, seven or eight. If it's a huge class, you know who they think are those top athletes as a head judge, and this is Steve, Tyler, myself, it doesn't matter who it is, we're all marking little Roman numerals, and I've even showed it to athletes on our paper. As a head judge, the athletes that garner the most judges that want to see, think they belong in that first group, that's who we call out. Now, again, as a head judge, if I think we've missed somebody, I'll add that, you know, I'll add that person in. So we get to the Tampa Pro, and I just had done a seminar with a the whole east coast west coast thing came up so i said to steve weinberger who i sat next to i said to steve okay i'm gonna keep i'm gonna give you my top six whatever at the end i will tell you i swear on i every time i gave it to steve we had the exact same six people maybe minus one and now again would we maybe have placed them a little different absolutely because again the the, the difference between those top athletes, like at a Tampa pro at the Olympia, it's so minute. Right. You know what I mean? And so then I got on a mission because then we went to the Olympia and I did the same thing. And I will tell you at the Olympia, I had the same exact top six that Steve had, except for one class. I had one guy different from what Steve had. Now, again, okay. and to me as an organization with that level of competition, that you're not going to get more consistent than that.
0: With that many competitors too at the Olympia, just yeah, in that no, example, that's a absolutely, lot of people. Absolutely. Out of I mean, 60. seriously,
1: Tyler and I just did, we were both, you know, privileged to be, um, you know, um, what do I say? On the committee for the amateur, I mean, for the master's Olympia. And yeah. we had 340 people that applied. Whoa. And yeah, so I started, you know, texting Tyler because we were going to do a zoom call and I said, you know, like, what are we, you know, how are we deciding on this and stuff? So he sent me his first 10 athletes. And I will tell you, I looked down on my paper. It was in bikini. I I had the same 10. Oh my gosh. And out of like, and that was out of like six, no, 58 or 62. I forget what it was for, but yeah. So that's one of the things that I think and from an athlete standpoint that you're going to see that really came up, really, is, you know, gotten better, I think is the, the last, maybe, you know eight, nine, 10 years that the judging is becoming so much more, cons- you know, consistent on what we're looking for, because you, ha- you know, everybody knows there is a subjective quality in our sport, just like there is in figure skate. You know what I mean? The, Cause you have that artistic element that plays into it. And, but I just think that now more than ever in the 40 years that I've judged, I just think that we're on a much better, I mean, a much, you know, more consistent, you know, look overall, um, you know, but again, do we like, do we disagree on first and second or second and third, third and fourth, you know, all the time, but that's one of the things you put your score down. We knock out highs and lows, depending on how many judges, because we always use an odd number of judges and how it turns out, how it turns out. Yeah.
0: So getting back to that application process, did they have to send you just their experience in IFBB, how many shows they've won? What oh, does that look yeah.
1: like? Or did they send you oh, no, like, they had a photos? New wing- rings of strength has a really great thing they have to do because they do a letter of intent like why they want to but they give you a little bit of history like what they've done obstacles they've overcome and stuff and so a lot of you know some athletes put a lot more into that which tells me you know you know again you know tells you that they're really more invested you know what i mean and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but then obviously it's we looked at, oh, we looked, I looked at multiple photos of athletes, you know, from different shows and stuff, because you also want a certain level of competition mm-hmm. on that stage, you know what I mean, and stuff. So, yeah, no, it was, it it, it was quite detailed on the amount of information that we had that uh, Wings of Strength garnered, and then sent to all of the, the you know, the people on the committee on, uh, you know, on things to look at, and different things to look at. So, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really a hard job, just because, like I said, you know, a lot of athletes that you know we all knew and stuff. And again, it could only be so many, you know, that they're going to put on that stage the first time around. And you know, you hated to see anybody, you know, not not be able to do that.
0: So, as far as the Arnold, do they have judges uh, accept those applications, or ha- who processes? So Arnold, these?
1: Arnold's committee. They do that. Wings of Strength is all, at least Wings of Strength, as far as I know, for Rising Phoenix, because actually I have that this afternoon. Rising Phoenix and now the Masters Olympia, they use a committee, you okay. know, like Tyler, myself, Steve um, to, and, and have a strength committee, you know what I mean? Linda and Jake and, and Alina and stuff. And then together as a group, you go over them and we decide, you know, we think everybody says yes, no, whatever. And the again, majority wins, you know what I mean? And, but the okay. no, Arnold's committee is done by the Arnold's group. Okay.
0: Awesome. All right. So the next athlete question is, have you ever been completely stumped between two competitors? If so, what's the deciding factor?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, I can, yes. Many times, many times, many times. Um, yeah, I mean, even like if you look at last year's Olympia uh, a year ago, not last year, but the year before with, with Jen, Dory and Maureen. That was a one point difference. You know what I mean? So it was do yeah. we go fuller. Do we go a little soft? It was it was hard. And it, it, like I said, it, the panel was split and you have the top judges at the Olympia um it happened with Angelica for me it happened with Angelica to share, and I this is horrible I can't remember who the other athlete was at the time but in the morning it went to the other athlete and then like this is where I tell everybody even at the Olympia you've got to come back at the night show in that same best or even better and Angelica came back better you know they I worked with her with her posing I think a little bit and stuff but we rejudged, you know, rejudged a, a second round in the evening, and it went the it went to Angelica, then not to the the second place. So, yeah, it's it it's really ho- it's really hard. It sometimes it is, and sometimes, to be honest with you, at that point, it to me, at least for myself, it's the athlete themselves, the confidence, that presentation, just what catches your eye when they walk out.
0: Okay. And yeah. So is that. Something if an athlete, especially on the IFBB level, I'm assuming, comes to you after prejudging, and do you give them feedback or pointers? Not after or...
1: prejudging. Nope.
0: Not after prejudging. Okay, nope. so in that case with Angelica, what were you saying? I, was, well, you... I would
1: imagine her coach, you know, her coach and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, obviously, and that's why you, you know, when you're at that level, you do want a coach that knows our organization, because mm-hmm. obviously, you know um maybe he tightened up i don't even remember now cuz it was so many years ago but it, it yeah because, you know like it, but no the judges do not we do not get feedback between pre judging and finals yeah that's yeah we ne- yeah we've never done
0: okay um so if you could go over your biggest pet peeves that you see from competitors that's the other question the next question
1: <laughs> listening to rumors <laughs> <laughs> it real no it really is because i just you know again i'm i'm so much older and there's so much more resources out now for competitors you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know i mean articles online posing online but now especially throughout the country every almost every district chairman is doing so many workshops and for the you know for the athletes and i think sometimes athletes just like i don't know i think stop part of it they just looked at certain things on social media and usually it's the wrong stuff or they just listen to people maybe in their local gym you know what I mean that they think like is the big guy in their gym or the you know the guru in their gym but he's not really he doesn't have the knowledge of our sport you know what I mean our sport and stuff and so then you start in that just getting involved in the sport but you're already starting with bad habits because things that you've heard you take to heart but they're not you know what I mean they're not they're not really what yours is. so I always tell athletes Go to an NPC workshop in your area. There's are so many of them. And I don't care whether you're young or, old, you know, you're new or veteran, because, um, you know, we've been so fortunate with the pros in our organization. Locally, the pros, almost, I think every, no, no um, district chairman has a problem, you know, getting pro, pro, uh, pros to come and help out. So you yeah. go, you talk to pros and stuff, but also to go and support your local show, because you'll see the process. Because it's so funny when I talk to athletes that are, you know, they're a true novice or that's a first time come, and they've never come to watch a show. They just look at the gallery, you know, on the NPC News Online, which don't get me wrong. is an awesome, you know, it's an awesome resource, but it's still not the same as being there in person and seeing, you know, how those lineups go and and how the comparisons go. And just to me, it would give you that little less, it would decrease your anxiety a little bit. Then when you go to your first show, because you're like, oh, I remember seeing that. Oh yeah, I remember them doing that. You know what I mean? Uh And so I think that's that's my biggest pet peeve is sometimes people are not getting the information from the better sources, and yet those sources are out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of, you had a women's workshop this year. Do you have the date and place set for next year? Are you doing the women's workshop again
1: or? I'm I'm almost one of my things was I've been really for it again um, for people that don't know it came about I'm I'm not I'm not a a business person so um, I don't really come up with great great ideas Um, but one of the things is you know over the last couple of years especially through COVID everybody kept saying to me because everybody you know I am I'm getting older and so people would say you know there's nobody to take your place we don't have any women to take your place I'm like oh my god we have amazing women all over the country. We have the, you know, Becky Clausen and Bernadette in Texas and Mo in, 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 uh you know, in South Carolina um, and Michelle Mayberry. We have so many women and we have people, women behind the scenes that promoters like Whitney Weiser and, you know, obviously Whitney Jones is in front of the scene, but you know what I mean? She's also a promoter and stuff. And so I, I wanted somehow to make people realize like, oh my God, we have so many women that are involved in this sport. You just don't know about them. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. how it started. And then I don't know how it got into a workshop and stuff, um, but it did. And obviously the first year was amazing. But one of the things that I always wanted to do, I wanted to move it around because um, even though the workshop itself is free, you still have to do all the travel expenses to get yourself there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I wanted to, I wanted to move it around a little bit so that it would give at least more local people, more local women that don't have the financial ability to to get you know get on a plane and fly or get a hotel room. So we're probably going to be. I'm not, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say it now because I don't. Uh. Have time, <laughs> but we're probably going to be in the East Coast next year. At least that's the way it looks right now. Um, okay. And then, well, I'm going to link it a little bit to the Junior Nationals and stuff. But yeah, the first year was amazing. Then Wings of Strength, and I will tell you. When I first, you know, approached Jim to, add, you know, to, to to see if it was okay, and then I went to Wings of Strength because obviously they're a big promoter of women, um, and Muscle Contest came or called me right away. He goes, "We're in," you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the first year was amazing. Last year at Wings of Strength, now we had LED screens, and I'm thinking, oh shit, now I have to have LED screens, and every time I do it, seven, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it they helped me take it up another notch, um, but. Also, too, just and again, that's another thing people don't I don't think the general public and other athletes don't realize how much entrepreneurial is in our in the female part. I had 35 women, you know, uh, companies coming there with you know vendors, women, vet, you know, companies as vendors at at the at the women's workshop. And that's the, that's another thing that I just, I love about the sport. It gives, you know, obviously it does it for the men, but it gives women so many avenues to, you know, if you, you know, if you get on stage like me and, you know, that's, you find out, yeah, it's just not for me. You know what I mean? But you still can stay in the sport, whether you're, a, a, you know, in the the judging part, expediting part, starting a business with like the shoe fairy. You talk to her and she's like, "Oh my God, see, I didn't even know what. How, what did I know about? And now she has a multi million dollar business. You know, yeah. all the suit makers, the makeup artists. you know what I mean? There's so many avenues. Meal um, prep. Renee Hershey uh, with Fit Choice out of you know Arizona. She started her own thing. Now her husband and they have a whole bunch of people that work for them. So there's yeah. so many avenues for women to get involved. But yeah, the workshop last year at, at Wings of Strength was amazing. And so now I'm looking. You know, to take it maybe to the East Coast, but it'll be it it'll be the same time of the year though. I want it in someplace warm, and um, I also want you know wanted it in January when you know it's a downtime, nobody's competing, you know, and um, the support I've gotten from the pros has been just crazy.
0: That's awesome. So tell us about your um uh
1: nationals too, so we can plug that. (laughs) Uh, And again, this is coming from an old person. Okay, so. As you get older, never say the word never, because it will come back to bite you. Um, because I never my husband promotes and I'm and I'm separate from you know Spectrum Fitness Productions. He's always been into promoting, I've always been into judging. And so when Jim came to me and asked me if I'd be, you know, because again, whoever you know who was doing the Junior Nationals, you know, you know, kind of stopped during COVID and stuff. It was, it was, it was mm-hmm. a really hard time for promoters and stuff. Um, so when Jim said to me, would I be willing to partner up with you know robin chang and and doug uh green out of vegas i was like if you had i did not at the time know who doug green was but i did know who robin chang was and he's just an amazing you know man and there was no way i was going to say no even though at the time i did not want to do it um it's been the best experience it's you know they are just two great persons to, to you know to work with i've learned so much i've learned ig through it um so no matter how old you are you can always learn something um but yeah, they're like, you know, because Doug is, the, it helps administration wise. Doug is, he puts on events, you know, all over the world and stuff. So he's our stage production. He does, he's did the Olympia for 15 years with, you know, with uh, Robin. Uh, he did the stage. And so we've got a, you know, we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, we, it's just, it, it's a great venue. It's, uh, we have a, a hotel that's right across the street because the convention center in Chattanooga is huge. So the Marriott is connected. To the convention center but it's at the opposite end so when you okay. get to R and we're at the we're in hall a and right across the streets so it's a small street is the stay bridge and that's full kitchens for the athletes and well and also chattanooga like it's only nine miles from the airport so it's really easy to get to the hotel there are tons of restaurants in walking distance so you know and we we do it so it's a one day for the men in which a lot of obviously a lot of the national shows have gone to so the men compete on friday so Friday night, mm-hmm. they're done. We're done, you know, because we started four. We're done by like 8, 8, eight well, last year, I think we we're done like 7.30, quarter day. So if you oh, bring wow. your family, yeah, if you bring your, your you know, your significant other, maybe your children, it's also a big tourist area. There's a lot of things okay. to do in, in, in Chattanooga. Um, but then the women are on Saturday the same thing we're done by like you know eight o'clock 8 30 on the Saturday so you have time to enjoy and a lot of the you know the athletes I knew after the first year last year they stayed on Sunday and took a later flight on Sunday and you know went out with the kids and stuff and did stuff on on Sunday
0: yeah that's so nice
1: and real quick all are all the class winners get pro cards so because really we're talking about the Junior Nationals and I'm not mentioning the pro cards that's why people are coming um except for <laughs> bodybuilding okay and I really we. Don't have it, you know, we don't list it on our website because, and again, it has nothing to do with anything except for some reason in the history of our sport. Junior USA, junior nationals do not have uh uh pro cards for bodybuilding, both men and women. It was always kind okay. of like the step. Well, they most of our athletes will use that as a stepping stone, like Hunter Labrada just did that a couple years ago, who did the Junior USA. You're because you're going to get judged by the same judges that see you at the USA or the nationals, whatever. And it's those two are so early in the year that you get feedback from those judges that are going to, you know, if you're going to do the USA or if you're Mm going to do the nationals now in December, you have time then to go back to the drawing board and make those fine, you know, final changes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but all the other classes, whether it's, you know, uh, men's physique, there's eight pro cards, obviously classic has four women's physique has two, because there's two classes, Uh, bikini has eight and figure has six. So all the class winners will get, um, you know, will get pro cards.
0: Awesome. And what's the date? I don't think you mentioned.
1: Oh, it's Father's Day. It's all right now, it's Father's Day weekend. It's always been. It's the 16th is Friday. The 17th of June is Saturday. Um, but next year, it might be uh, a week later. We're looking to maybe change that date. But for as long as I know, um, when even when it was in Chicago, it was always Father's Day weekend. So Friday, this June 16th and Saturday, June 17th.
0: Awesome. All right. I'm going to come back to some of the questions from the athletes. So if you could give one posing tip, what would that be?
1: Practice it till you want to <laughs> you get nauseated practicing it. But no, I think that's the And again, I never, I've never trained athletes. Like I said, I, and when I competed, I was never an athlete. So I don't, I never had the, the, like the information that, you know, athletes, you know, uh, athletes can get today and stuff. But my biggest thing is I talk to trainers and stuff and they say one of the biggest things because Full muscle, and I say this all the time, full muscle bellies and separation is always going to be the hallmark of the better athlete in, you know, in, in, in in every division, it's just going to be less in bikini more you know, a little bit more in figure, a little bit more in women's physique, but the full muscle belly. So it's, and I always talking to to trainers, they always say, the more that you actually, you know, uh, pose that muscle, you know, uh, body part, whatever you're, when you're training and stuff that will help bring out that separation. Because you don't need to be, you know, it's not just getting conditioned; it's getting separation between those muscle groups. And that's, to me, is the biggest thing. And again, you want to start that right when you first started training, because that's something that it's harder and harder to get the longer you've been training If That's not the way you've been, you know, you've been training. So, and that'll you, you know, that posing will help you. So the more you pose, not just when you're getting ready for a show, but all through the year. It's that's going to come back to help you. And when I first got into it, it was always, you know, get everybody on, get them off. Now, because the quality's so good, everybody's staying on a lot longer. Men's physique, classic physique, you know, women's bodybuilding, women's physique, they, they, whoever the head judge is, they're, they're keeping those athletes on stage a long time because it's hard to decide. It's not, you know, oh, this is the winner. It's not that easy. And so if you don't have that cardiovascular component, to stay on that stage and do that you're gonna you're gonna fade quickly and you're gonna get end up dropping places because of it
0: yeah that's a really good tip
1: yeah
0: uh, another question is can you ever tell if somebody does a DIY